0: Hello, you are listening to Forefront. This is Adam and Christina Hannon.
1: We've been married for 16 years. We have four kids, and in this podcast, we ask each other generally three questions. What's something that's brought you joy this week? What's something that's been hard this week? And what's something that's been on the forefront of your mind?
0: This is your chance to eavesdrop in on the adventure of our lives.
1: All right, so let's mix things up a little bit as far as order goes. Let's start with what's been hard for you this week.
0: This week was very reminiscent of ninth grade for me. (laughs) There is a memory tucked away that I've been trying to forget for all these years, and it just came up today. The memory of a pop quiz.
1: Mm, Because you're going for your master's right now. I'm
0: going for my master's, and I had a pop quiz this week in my seminary class, and I got some Latin words wrong.
1: It wrecked you.
0: It did. No. You know why though? No. Because I think that's the only question I got wrong in high school biology was on a pop quiz on a Latin word. Really? I was a good student. Yeah, you were. I like to think that I am still a good student, but I'm not. I'm you not are. as good. But what is the deal with Latin words? I remember <laughs> the test, specifically this grade school test. We had to write down the Latin word for human beings. Mm-hmm. Which I knew. I knew it's Homo sapien, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the trick was you had to make sure that there's a space in between homo and sapien, and it had to be capitalized correctly. Okay. Mm. So the first word's capitalized, the second one is not. Hmm. But there was a typo in my copy of the biology textbook. No. They did not capitalize on. Either word. So I knew that was going to be on the test. And I have been studying from my textbook. Yeah. And I got it wrong. <laughs> because I wrote what the textbook said.
1: You did. Did you appeal it?
0: Well, here's what I did. I went home and I cried to my mom, much like... After this (laughs) popcorn, I went home and I cried, do you? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. (laughs) And my mom went and talked to the biology teacher about it. And then she made me go and talk to the biology teacher about it. Mm. And he did give me the point because it was in my copy of the textbook. But I don't think he wanted to because he had written it on the chalkboard and he said that I should have been studying from my notes mm. and not from the textbook. Well... <sighs> mm. Anyway, same story. So sad, you got your Latin sad.
1: wrong on quiz. Got your pop the Latin quiz.
0: wrong. And, and I didn't know it was going to be on the quiz this time. Yeah. Like, I didn't know we were having pop quizzes. But yeah, it's what does homo faber mean? I don't you remember that. Like Was that in our reading? <laughs> it was. It was. And then what does homo peccador mean? Hmm. Man... There were two Latin words in our reading. I'm like, I totally wasn't paying attention to the Latin words. But then after he told us the answers from the quiz, like, the first one, Homo Faber, is that humans are tool-making creatures and, like, mm. people that use tools. And then Homo Pecador, they're the creatures that prey. And so the whole argument of this article was that prayer is a tool that we're talking to God, we're communing with God. And so I remembered the article, I remember that concept, but I don't remember that there were Latin words attached to it. And so... Failed the quiz.
1: Well, I'm not going to make you go talk to the professor, but (laughs) okay, Okay, so you're not getting a whole lot wrong in your school right now. You don't
0: have to justify it. I'm just saying, like, you brought back all the bad memories of grade school, and I was like, man, now from now on, if there's a Latin word, you better believe.
1: You're going to know it.
0: I'm going to know it. (laughs) I'm going to know it, and it's going to be highlighted in every color. It's like rainbow highlighted. Like, this is important. The fire in your eyes right now is like, you are determined. so important. (laughs) Even if it's not, even though nobody speaks Latin anymore, apparently, like all the homeschool moms who've been teaching Latin, they're like, I told you, I told you. (laughs) And I was sitting there saying, it's it's fine. They'll be fine without Latin. Nope. Nope. Hmm. New subject right now. Immediately. We're taking Latin.
1: That's going to be a second language in our home now, isn't it? (laughs) I'm going to have to learn Latin.
0: <laughs> anyway, sorry. What's, uh, <laughs> what's something that's been hard for you this week? Something that's been... Other a- than living with me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's all good, babe. Uh, something that's been hard for me. So I tried to do something nice for you. I uh, got some string lights. We've got this gazebo on the back of our deck, and we have some string lights hanging on the interior of the gazebo. It looks really nice. Mm-hmm. I know you like those. So I decided since I had some extra lights, I'd string down uh, both sides of the stairway to the deck.
0: It looked awesome.
1: It did. For a week, uh, almost a week, they burned out or something. Right? I don't know. So, yeah, these string lights, they worked for six days and then they took the seventh day to rest. mm
0: it's a fallen world, but
1: oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm
0: gonna kind of commandeer this hard thing and say that was maybe I'll count it as half of my joy for the week. Yeah, is that you took the time to go out and and set up these string lights for me? I really appreciate it, and it was beautiful while it lasted. And we've been spending so much time out in that gazebo. Yeah, this is the season to do it. There's mm-hmm. no bugs. It's just beautiful and cool enough. It's not crazy hot. It's not crazy cold. So thank you for doing that.
1: You're welcome. Sorry it didn't pan out. (laughs)
0: Well, whatever.
1: (laughs) All right. So you said that was half of your joy. Why don't you give us the other half?
0: The other half is that I went to an art gallery today. Really? And it brought me a lot of joy. Awesome. It only counts as half of a joy because it's not an actual art gallery. (laughs) You walked through the
1: painting aisle at Home Goods again,
0: didn't you? I did. Like I don't know, but you know, like I was out running some errands. It's right next to Aldi, and I don't <laughs> art galleries for real. Art galleries seem so much harder to get to. Yeah, where Home Goods. I there mean, there it is. There, it's right there.
1: <laughs> There's no admission,
0: and, and they I charge love you on it. the
1: way out, though. <laughs> I
0: love Home Goods. Like I just love going. I didn't buy any art. I almost did.
1: What do you see?
0: I saw this beautiful picture. You would have loved it. It reminded me of the 1990s. It felt very dimensional in that it was a a cityscape painting. And then there was hot pink, like neon graffiti art over the top of it. It looked really cool. I don't know why. It just reminded me so much of you. Like, (laughs) oh, he would hang that in his office.
1: I would. Yep.
0: But I didn't know what city it was. And it didn't say on the back. So, Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You just admired it and left it. Much, I did. Much like you're supposed to do in an art gallery.
0: Right. So. You're not supposed to touch them.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that brought you joy, babe. <laughs> You know, it's interesting, you know, we took our trip to Amsterdam, was it two years ago?
0: There's a lot of art galleries, real art galleries in Amsterdam.
1: Yeah, the Rembrandt Museum. right? The in Van
0: Gogh Museum. The
1: Van Gogh Museum. Also, the Museum of Modern Art, when we were there, they were displaying works of Banksy. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the graffiti artist.
0: And you love his stuff.
1: I really do. So, going into that trip, if you would have asked me, Adam, do you appreciate art? I'm like, yeah, sure. But then it's like, no, oh, really, there are certain types of art that I actually authentically enjoy. Banksy, for one, mm-hmm. 1990s styled cityscapes that might. <laughs> Make the list.
0: It reminded me of the Ninja Turtles. I think that's why mm, yeah. I thought you would have liked it.
1: But I think it helps appreciate art if you're able to identify what style and kinds of art that you actually really enjoy. Like, uh, what's you? What what is you when it comes to art that you like? Mm. Identify that and then go nuts, have fun. It's a fun hobby.
0: Yeah, I love. I'll tell you one of my favorites, and they don't sell this at Home Goods. Mm. The tulip paintings by Amelia.
1: Oh, yeah. We've got a friend who moved to Amsterdam. She's an artist and her tulip paintings are amazing.
0: They're so beautiful. She had him out at a local art fair and she even had greeting cards with these gorgeous tulips painted on the front of I Mm -hmm. I love it. And she does a lot of cityscapes as well. Yeah. Of Amsterdam and just the canals and the old buildings. Oh, it's so pretty. It's really cool. But she's one of our favorites. And um we do appreciate real art. It's just <laughs> harder to come by than Home Goods. So it is. That's why it's only half a joy. <laughs> so how about you? What's something that brought you joy this week?
1: So I was getting ready to leave work the other day, and you called me and said, Hey, I'm on the other side of town. Where are you? I said, I'm just leaving work. So you said, Let's meet in the middle. Let's go to Sam's club. <laughs> hey. Is this a date? I don't know, but it's just the two of us.
0: It feels so risqué, like, oh, don't tell the kids. Like
1: <laughs> Is this what dating looks like in 2020? Maybe.
0: <laughs> Mom and dad are sneaking off to Sam's Club <laughs> buying grapes and a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> what?
1: It was fun because it was an outing. And I'll tell you, normally when I go to Sam's Club, we go together. Mm -hmm. But this time was different because I saw you in the parking lot. You pulled up next to my car and Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, there she is. And that brought me joy. It did. Oh, just like the
0: old days when I would... Pull up next to you at a stoplight and wave.
1: Mm-hmm. Now I behave myself typically when we go to Sam's Club.
0: <laughs> you
1: so typically at Sam's Club, you know, they've got that display of iPads. They've got like how many iPads at that table? So I'll typically go all around that table to the iPads and take a selfie <laughs> and just leave my picture up and I'll do like different faces and everything and just leave it up.
0: And usually I don't realize you're doing that. <laughs> I remember the first time you did it. I had no idea. Like, I was like, where's dad? I asked the kids. and I don't know. And so we're just making our way through the store. And finally, (laughs) you catch up with us. And all these people see you and start laughing (laughs) or like waving or like, hey, like, that was cool. And I'm like, how, what did you do? How did all these (laughs) people? What is going on?
1: The best was in the parking lot. We paid for his stuff. We were on the way out to the van, and this truck drives by, and then it stops, and it goes in reverse. He's like, hey, aren't you the guy from the picture? <laughs> and that's when you said, what did you do? did <laughs> you <laughs> All the iPads. It's me. <laughs>
0: it's true. It's true. Oh.
1: So I didn't do it this time. Because it was a date.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh, so what's been on the forefront of your mind this week?
0: Our pastor asked a great question during his sermon. They're always so good about taking God's word and trying to apply it. You know, how can we apply it to our lives? And the mission statement of our church is helping people find their greatest joy in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so as we think about what is our greatest joy, it should be Jesus. hmm But is it Jesus? And he asked this question to help us navigate that a little bit and find out what is your greatest joy in? So he said, if you're trying to figure it out, maybe ask yourself, what is the thing that if you were to lose it or never get it, you're not sure you would ever have joy again? Ooh. So what is the thing that if you're to lose it or never get it that you're not sure you would ever have joy again? And so I've been thinking about it because it's a great question and just trying to evaluate my own life. What are the things that I I do find joy in? And that's something we talk about on this podcast, right? Like what brought you joy? Well, going to the art section at HomeGoods. That brought me joy. (laughs) Because there are certain things that I can, I can look at those pictures of cityscapes or beachscapes or just abstract, whatever it is. And I can see glimpses of creation and the creator or just beautiful colors that go together. And I can find joy in that. Pretty much anything that is a gift, it's like, well, that's from God. So my marriage brings me joy. My kids bring me joy. Coffee brings me joy. All these things. And they're good things because they're gifts from God. So is it wrong then to find joy in those things? I don't think so. I don't think it's wrong to find joy in those things. I think it's good to recognize them as gifts, but not to place them as gods in your life. So they're they're good gifts, but they're terrible gods. Mm. But still, the question is, is there a thing that if I were to lose it or never get it, that I wouldn't be sure that I could ever have joy in this life again? And so I've been thinking about that. And the the biggest thing that came to my mind was just God's favor. Mm. And I thought of the Psalm 124, and it says, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away the torrent would have gone over us, then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to their teeth. And just thinking like all the things that I have in the past put my my ultimate joy in. And there have been things, you know, my grades, my marriage, my kids my home, my reputation, all those things have been in the past in the place of God in my life. And all of those things have experienced hardship over the years. And it's been a good thing in the way that I've had to put God in the right place and put those things in their proper place and recognize like, these things cannot be God's. Because they're not strong enough to be gods. You know, there's always hard things. There's always hard arguments or disagreements in marriage. There's always trouble with kids and you get tired and you're disciplining all the time. Or they pull one of those pop quizzes out on the (laughs) Latin words, you know, and, and there go the grades. So all of those things have been taken away from their place of idolhood in my life. And I'm so grateful for that. But the one thing that I really seek so much joy in is just knowing God is on my side. God is on my side in giving me salvation, but God is on my side promising me blessing and hope. And if I didn't know that, I don't know what I would do. I don't know that I could have any joy again. But if I do know that, if I know like the Lord is on my side, then any hardship, I know I can make it through because he's on my side. So that's what I'm thinking about this week. And and that I think is my answer to that question. What is the one thing that if I were to lose it or never have it again, that I'm not sure I would have joy in this life, knowing that I have God's favor. That's it. Oh, so good. Hmm. So thank you, Stephen Jones, for that great message this week. So good to think about. Mm. Yeah. How about you? What's been on the forefront of your mind?
1: Might sound silly uh, compared to yours. Oh, man. Whatever. (laughs) I I was actually spending some time this afternoon thinking about something that's been noticeably absent from the forefront of my mind. Sports.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: It's uh, that time of year where I usually get excited about baseball postseason, you know, who's going to make it to the World Series, uh, fantasy football. But this year is so weird. It just feels weird. Almost like this year doesn't count.
0: I saw a sign at HomeGoods.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you? What did it say?
0: "Um, Wake me up when it's 2021. (laughs) (laughs)
1: It's funny because hopefully, then there will be people in the stands at a baseball game. Yeah. Hopefully, they'll have an entire season. I almost think this year doesn't count. Feel bad for the athletes because they're still working hard. Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to win the World Series? Put an asterisk by their name. Didn't really count. I don't know. I'm not huge into sports, but it's something we've enjoyed as a family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we usually try to make it to at least one Minnesota Twins game or a baseball game of some sort every yeah. year.
0: I love that. Or when we go to a new city, we'll yeah. stop and see a baseball game. Yeah, see we the stadium. Got
1: to see a game at Wrigley Field. We got to see a game in Cincinnati and Houston to watch the Astros. I love that. It's fun to be at a ballpark. For many years, I was actually asked to be the MC for the Minnesota Twins Father of the Year celebration that they had.
0: I loved that. That was such a cool thing. Kids yeah. would write essays nominating their dad or their father figure.
1: Yeah, what does my dad mean to me?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And then they chose the Father of the Year.
1: Yeah, so they had this big ceremony where they had all the finalists and it was such a celebration of fatherhood they'd have it on father's day weekend every year and then we'd choose the minnesota twins father of the year and then he got to throw out the first pitch at the game but
0: it was such an exciting thing to be part of because you got to hear all these amazing stories of fathers who were being so intentional with their kids and their mm-hmm. fathering. And their a lot of it, honestly, was being a good husband as well. Mm-hmm. But then you also had people who weren't fathers, who were just great role models. Yeah. And stepping in and filling that place in somebody's life when they didn't have their own father to look to, it was always so encouraging. And what was kind of cool... Is that your dad won Father of the Year when you were a kid?
1: 1999, Father of the Year. That was my dad. And it was so cool. I wrote the essay. Mm -hmm. And uh, out of 24,000 essays in the state of Minnesota, my dad ended up winning. It was crazy. So knowing that he was a finalist, my dad actually spent the whole summer like, Come on, go outside. i got to practice my pitching in case (laughs) I win this thing. It was so funny. So he was picked. And They made the announcement on the field right before the Twins played. Oh, man. So in front of thousands of people, he gets picked, and they hand him the baseball to throw to the catcher. And then the adrenaline is going like crazy, right? Right. He'd been practicing his fastball all summer long. It was a wild pitch. (laughs) (laughs) It was so bad.
0: I do? wouldn't have known any better. All I'm the sure pressure,
1: so he did great. Yeah, I'm so proud of him and and so many of the fathers who have won that celebration. It was so amazing to hear how many dads after winning Father of the Year said, "I'm just trying to imitate Christ." Mm-hmm. You want to know what a good father is? Look to God. Wow. It was awesome. So that was a fun thing to be a part of, but this year <laughs>
0: <laughs> wake me up when it's 2021. <laughs> Oh, well, this has been Forefront Podcast with Adam and
1: Christina Hannon. Thanks so much for listening.